what's going on everyone happy thursday hope you guys have an amazing week so far um i wanted to start this one with something that was a little bit more of an incendiary title lbos are the future um and i'm saying that because most people uh who have been a part of our community been a part of our world um know that i don't talk much about lbos uh, or rather i guess i do talk about them but i'm always uh kind of bashing against them and um part of that is just for marketing just to be a little bit more polar but the other side is just kind of realizing that where you are in the context of your business and what the lifetime value um, of your customer looks like at any given point what's up kate is going to dictate how you acquire so when gym launch started we uh like gym launch gym launch we actually uh had people pay half and half or paid in full up front, and I had to work with a financing company um, at the time, which I really didn't like. It was kind of like one of those higher risk financing companies, so people ended up having to pay like 25% more by using this financing company, but it was the only way that we'd be able to get paid up front. And the thing is, is that over time, what should happen is that the lifetime value of the customer should start stacking. It should start kicking in over time. And so over time, we had gyms who started with Gym Launch and then they started staying on the back end and they'd stay with us. And so the re revenue that came in from those people from recurring continued to grow. At a certain point, we didn't need to ask for half and half or paid in full up front. We were able to do longer, more extended payment plans, which means that we're basically lowering the barrier to entry, right? And the lower the barrier to entry, the more people who can enter, right? And so um, I use the title LBOs of the future because like right now where Gym Launch is, we have like $1,000 to start and then people get uh, two weeks, I think, of grace period to make sure that they're making money so that they can afford the second real payment that they have, right? And so it's actually like we super have spread it out over time so that basically anyone can do it. And so we have client finance acquisition, which is what we preach with most of the gyms that come in with us because most of them don't have the recurring stacked up in order to allow uh, them to basically lower that barrier to entry. And so the big problem that happens is that when small gyms market like big gyms, that's where they get into trouble because when you lower the barrier to entry, you're lowering your cash up front, your immediate cash um, per customer and then what that does is it puts more stress on the business right if you have the cash reserves or you have stacked up the retention and the recurring that's come in from these customers then you can have lbos that actually work and so um i do kind of poo poo and i did poo poo for a very long time the whole lbo model and it's mostly for from a marketing standpoint because it doesn't really match the reality of 99 percent of the gyms that are struggling or even just not growing where they want to be, right? And it's because if you're losing money in the acquisition, then it's really hard to market unless you have a lot of cash. And most people aren't in that space, right? But. Hey guys, love that you're listening to the podcast. If you ever want to have the video version of this, which usually has more effects, more visuals, more graphs, you know, drawn out stuff, sometimes it can help hit the brain centers in different ways. You can check out my YouTube channel, it's absolutely free. Go check that out if that's what you are into, and if not, keep enjoying the show. If your recurring starts kicking up, if your lifetime value of a customer starts really stacking, then you can continually lower and lower and lower the bar to the point where you're, you're cash flow negative for 
two weeks, four weeks, six weeks. So like gym launch, for example, when we acquire a gym, we're cash flow negative uh, for the first six weeks. So six weeks from the time somebody opts in uh, to the to their to that point, you know, what are the sixth week? We're negative in the acquisition, and then we start making our first dollar of profit. And what that's allowed us to do is basically take over the entire market because we don't need to ask for all this money up front. We don't need to do all these things because we know that our average customer is going to stay for a very, very, very long time. And so right now, like if we had no money that came in from Gym Launch, the recurring that we just have from the base of customers that we have already served would still provide us a 60, 70% plus margin for operating our business, which is crazy, right? But it didn't happen overnight. It took time to get there and we took steps from going half and half and paid in fools to, you know, three pays to, um, okay, everything's more upfront. Let's see, like, let's, let's do, you know, three or 4,000 down and then thousand, whatever. And so like we've continually lowered what we ask for on the front end from a cash standpoint, um, to continually lower the bar so we can get more volume in. But you have to do that with an eye on how much cash flow is coming in from your recurring. If you never solve your retention problem, you'll never be able to scale at a massive, at a massive level, right? You'll never be able to do that. Um, and so that's why some of the plays that we have in Legacy, <coughs> for those of you who are on here, lower the barrier to entry like the green play um, so that we can get more people on recurring faster. We get less cash up front, but we should, if your retention is strong, be stacking five to 10,000 a month in recurring revenue. Um, and when that happens, that's when the game really, really, really gets funky. And that's really the goal that everyone should be shooting towards. But ironically, how you do the very back, back, back end affects how you do the very, very, very front, front, front end. And so it really does kind of come full circle in terms of how you look at acquisition and how nothing happens in a vacuum, right? And so um, I say LBOs are the future because in a lot of ways, they are one of the most effective ways of growing a business. But 99% of people don't have a business that's strong enough that they can actually use LBO without going under. And that's the fundamental problem. And so we have to do client finance acquisition on the front end get more per customer so that we can outspend everyone in the beginning and be cash flow positive in the acquisition so that we have the cash flow to then take and then reinvest in building up the services, customer service systems, et cetera, so that we can get the lifetime value high enough that we can actually lower the front end. So um, I hope that makes sense. I hope uh, that was neato for you. And that should give you an idea of what the goal is. The goal over time should be absolute volume and maximizing lifetime value. So if you maximize the lifetime value, then you want to lower the barrier as much as you can so you can get as many people into that lifetime value as you possibly can. But you have to keep an eye on the cash realities of the business. And so that's where the seesaw, the balance point between how much cash you ask for up front and then how many people you get uh, seesaws. And that's really the whole game. So anyways, I thought that would be uh, neato for you. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. Lots of love to everybody. Hope you guys have an amazing Thursday. And if you wouldn't mind, drop a like and a comment, and uh, I will be sure to like and comment on your comment back. All right. <laughs> have an amazing day, guys, and I will catch you guys soon. Bye.